This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. One week removed from our 100th episode, Joey, we go deep dive into the third presidential debate. Pretty good, right? Fantastic. We also got a bunch of quick hits at the top of the show. We talk Syria, the refugee crisis, Julian Assange, the internet. Oh, that's a good one. I think you should stick around. And I bet you will, because you're already listening. This is the Mandatory Samson Podcast, coming to you from Stand Up New York Labs, Manhattan, New York City, the Sunshine State. Hi, my name is Chris Flannery. I'm joined by the sunshine in my life, Joseph Noe. Well, thank you, but I'm pretty sure Florida is the Sunshine State, though. I think that's called the Orange Grove State. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, we also being produced by Matt. What's up, Matt? Not too much today. Thanks oh, look me. at this. See, third, fourth episode. Man, he's like on that mic. He's talking loud. He's in charge this week. That was good. Yeah, it's very good. Welcome to the show, everybody. Episode 101, you, sometimes maybe you think, oh, is a letdown off a milestone episode? Absolutely not. No, we're going to keep it up. No, look, 101, 2001, Space Odyssey, they're all going to be good. Here's what we're talking about today. John Stumpf, mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg update, Julian Assange and the Ecuadorian embassy. Interesting big story kind of out of there. Aleppo and Mosul, we got a quick update about the situation going on there in both places. North Dakota pipeline arrests, really disturbing stuff coming out of North Dakota, stuff that we talked about on the podcast. Uh, and a 2016 update, Joey, with full third presidential debate notes. I got to be honest, yep. tough to get through that one. Was it really for you? Yes. It's the same thing over and over Did and you over watch again. it? I watched about half of it. Which half? The second half. Okay. Uh, I was at work. I was streaming it. Got it. I Yeah. I, I mean, I watched it like later on, you know, as I normally do with take the notes and all that stuff. I didn't see any of the coverage afterward, and I, I really haven't even looked today. I, I haven't uh, checked anything out. So, th- I mean, this is pure what I think about it because you didn't even really see it. Matt, you didn't watch it, and I'll have some notes on it. But uh, we'll get into it. Again, probably inconsequential in terms of affecting the outcome of the election, but, you know, it's it's important to listen to what they're saying about a bunch of issues. So we'll talk about that. I also, Joey, mm-hmm. uh, we have an email. We're going to start with an email before we get nice. into anything. But uh, it's a good, really good question from Chase. I got a new phone yesterday. Oh, no, saying it isn't so. Yeah, it's... You know, it's an off-putting thing. I, I don't like to upgrade phones. I like to get a phone, set it up real comfy, and then just use it until the wheels fall off. And that is what happened the other night. I, I was trying to set my alarm to, you know, to wake up in the morning. And it was like, I don't know, whatever. It was later at night, and the phone just would not go back on. You bricked it? I don't know what happened, dude. I, I would no. restart it. It died. I never let my phone die. I mean, I've probably let my phone die six times in three years yeah and uh i let it die and then it just would not go back on so that was a real shame but i actually ooh, ooh, ooh. i don't know no. what funeral can we have a funeral for the phone no okay. um i i've been android my entire life pretty much and i made the switch to the iphone 
Well, congratulations, and I Thank hope you. that works out well for you. Yeah, I just not. wanted to... I, <laughs> Black Knot. Uh, I just wanted to... I, you know, I, I just needed a phone that would set up really quickly. I just yeah. the, the the I had the HTC One M8, loved the phone, really loved it, but it takes a long time to set it up. I had to create these widgets, do all the shit. So whatever with the iPhone, it's just you're good to go. Nice. So that's what I went with. Uh, you you asked me a couple of things before we started. You're like, oh, did you hear about this? Did, did you want to yeah. talk about okay, that? Okay, I was like, quick. I don't know what you're talking about. Quick. So go ahead, bring them up. Um, there's two huge Marvel trailers that were leaked, and by leaked, I mean Marvel trailers. Marvel. What the hell does that mean? Oh. Marvel. That were leaked, but they put themselves out. So, you know, the Marvel puts them out. They so were I, it's not really linked. air quotes leaked. Yeah, yeah, they were linked. Okay. Any what? idea which two movies? No, I have no idea. Okay. I was going to say something sarcastic, obviously. Go ahead, go. No, go I can't think of it. Go uh, okay. You have Logan, which oh, is who's the, Logan? the third and final Wolverine movie. Is that starring uh, Dipshit? Uh, no, his name is not Dipshit. What's his name? His name is Hugh Jackman. Yeah, if you knew what I, who I meant and by he's saying fifty-year-old God. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I a. I don't watch the. I do not like those movies. They're stupid, and I don't like you, Jack. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Excited. Okay, so you're excited about that. And the second thing is, it's Chris Pratt's second movie. Go ahead. Well, not his second. Chris movie. Chris Pratt's second movie. Yeah. What are you talking about? Captain America? No, 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 no. Maybe not. Oh, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Oh. Chris Pratt is Guardians of the Galaxy two? two. Yes, I didn't see the first one. Really? Why are you shot? You've known me for what thirty years? What? What movies do I like? Do I like to watch comic book movies? Not really. No, no. I okay. don't like them. Except for The Watchmen. Watchmen is the best one out of what I've seen. I mean, look, I'm not going to be like, a, I've seen a bunch of them, but no, they're in no way my favorite movie. Favorite movies are like Network, Dog Day Afternoon, Kubrick movies. That's yes, what I enjoy. Okay. Speaking about movies. Sure. Totally. Oh, this, is now, this is now another. Th- Another thing you want to bring up? Yeah, another thing I want to bring up, All and right. then I'm done burning. Then we gotta, things. yeah, then we gotta get rolling here. Yes. People are gonna tune out. Uh, uh, the other day was a 10 year anniversary of a YouTube clip. Okay. Do you remember over nine thousand? What? Do over nine thousand? No, I don't. It's remember. from Dragon Ball Z, which is Wanda Rousey's favorite show. Okay. And Vegeta, and they talk about power levels, and this kid clipped together. Take a time out, Matt. Do you know what he's talking about? I know, like the reference over nine thousand from Dragon Ball Z. I'm oh, sure I yeah. This okay, video. I'm completely, completely in the dark. Yes, and I got to imagine these ago, other Sims, Samsonites are just bewildered. But God, I bet you half of them know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, comment mandatory samcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. You tell me right now, and tell me who your favorite Dragon Ball Z character is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what's your point? Well, it was the 10-year anniversary of the kid uploading the video over 9,000, and then it became a huge me- meme. Did it? Yes. I-, I didn't hear about it. Okay, well, good. I'm glad you're excited about it. Uh, you Do you want to get into like what the goddamn show is supposed to be about here? Yes, go ahead. About it? I know. I, I mean, I'm yelling at you, but I fucking rambled five minutes off the top, too. We're, we also have an exciting sponsor today, a new sponsor of the show. We'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, I'm pretty pumped. I am, too. On Wednesday, Joey, Wells Fargo CEO John Stumpf, remember that dum-dum that yep. got grilled by Elizabeth Warren? He, quote, retired <laughs> after a scandal finds, and like I mentioned, Elizabeth Warren kind of just cut him a new asshole. Oh, no, you know what? We have an email. I, well, let's finish talking about this, but then we'll get to yeah. the email. Um, okay, good. The guy resigned. Well, he resigned, and as always, because when you know business happens, the shares rose 2%. Well, the news of this, yeah, I, okay, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Why would the shares rise? Like, he was doing, quote, well by shareholders and the, you know, the corporate board and all that stuff. So why would they, they and they go down, obviously, when they get caught, mm-hmm. you know, they get fined. So now it's like, whoa. 
tuck their tail a little bit. Why? So because he leaves, so then I guess they think that, that things are going to be... They can start pulling more shit again because there's a new person. No, 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 no. We're going to clean it up and we're going to make sure uh-huh. it's never going to happen. Yeah. So this way... You're well, gonna... this won't. They'll just come up with something else. That's the whole point. Well, the other issue is that they promoted someone... Well, what happened was the fraud that was taking place what happened was, yeah. was on the retail division, not the corporate division. Yeah, so they I know, took somebody they from said, the corporate division and yeah. promoted them up. So it could happen again because this person isn't familiar with the retail division where the issue took place originally. I guess, but the, but the, but the issue was issued top down to the people. It's not like the people in these like local banks are the ones that created the scam. It's in all the... You know, paperwork and everything. There's evidence that they were just, that's what they wanted them to do. Open these extra accounts and checking, you know, uh, credit cards and all this stuff, unbeknownst to their, excuse me, customers. Uh, Point being, they're not going to do exactly the same thing. But to figure out something else. Yeah, they'll figure something else out. And that's why the stock price rises, because this guy's gone. It'll take two years before they figure out what they're doing next. He'll get a slap on the wrist. You know, it's a whole, it's a very corrupt system. In my mind, the business model is fraud, right? Mm-hmm. Bernie. Yeah. All right. You want to, let's do this email. This is actually a really good question. I okay. appreciate it. this is from Chase. What's up, man, Sam and Joey? I was listening to Dan Carlin's latest Common Sense podcast, which I highly recommend. Uh, he's a, he's a, he does a lot of like uh, history-based podcasts and different things like that. Okay. Uh, he's been on the Rogan podcast before. He's a pretty cool guy. I, might, I, I haven't checked it out, if I'm being honest, but I, I, I would get into it. Uh, where he proposed a solution to the two-party system, and if the general population is displeased with both candidates, when you go vote, have a none-of-the-above option on the ballots, and if that option wins, then the election is basically considered a no contest, and we get a redo. This outcome would also mean that the candidates could not rerun as well. This obviously would never happen, but I'd imagine it would increase voter turnout. Any thoughts? Looking forward to MSP 101. Cheers, Chase. Good news, Chase. You're on MSP 101. Joey, thoughts on the... this exists in other parliamentary yes. systems. I mean, this exists in a lot of, you know, um, not modern countries, not the world, but, you know, uh, other powerful countries in the world. Um, I'm pretty sure that if that was a system here, we would never elect another president. Yes. And I think <laughs> that would be a problem. Yeah. I think here's, the, here's a couple of thoughts. In theory, I like the idea. Yes. The problem here is without changing, and I don't think you need to do this if you were able to get corporate money out of politics, get the lobbying out, have publicly financed finance campaigns, I don't think you would have an issue where you get two like dum dums running for president. Like, not trying to make a false equivalency. Obviously, one is way worse, and we'd rather Hillary be the president. But th- nobody, they were nobody's first choice, really. Um, and we probably wouldn't be in that position if the system itself worked better. But I do like the idea of a, vo- a vote of no confidence, essentially, is what, is what you're doing. It works better in a parliamentary system because you have multiple parties and multiple factions that have to form a consensus, nominate somebody, and then you, you actually get some kind of coalition government. Um, yeah, I think the problem here is you would increase voter turnout, but people would go and just vote, I don't want either one of them. Yes. And you'd be in a situation where you're just kind of perpetually, you know, getting no, these votes of mo- most people don't want either candidate. Plus, I don't, you'd have to institute some kind of situation where you could co- force a recall election at a given time, which does exist in these other systems where if a scandal hits or, well, for example, the Brexit 
Oh, mm-hmm. not, not positive that's what it was, where Cameron chose to step down or if there was going to be a vote. But there, there's situations where you can go, well, we have to call a new election right now yeah, because we, do we, don't want the, we don't have – it's a vote of no confidence. We don't trust this guy, and they get somebody else in there. I – I do theoretically like it. I just don't know how it will work in our system, but I'm completely open to the idea of changing the system to allow that. Okay. Chris, you have 20 seconds. I want you to talk to the undecided voter. You should put a plastic bag over your head, put a rubber band around your neck, and jump in a pool because if you're still undecided at this point, you are completely worthless. Nice. All right, let's move on. Ruth, <laughs> thanks to the email, Chase. I, uh, I that's a good question. I, I'm I like it. I like the idea of a vote of it no confidence, but I, I don't see in our system necessarily how it is set up right now that it would work the way that you know I think is kind of envisioned there. But I'm totally for making changes to try to get to that point. Even though I think if we got the money out, did kind of the the overturned Citizens United and did all that stuff, publicly financed elections. We probably wouldn't need to do that anymore, but that's a totally different argument. All right. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Joey, last week she released a statement walking back her Kaepernick criticism. It has been 66 days since Colin Kaepernick began his anthem protest. This is the statement from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You tell me how annoying this is. Barely aware of the incident or its purpose, my comments were inappropriately dismissive and harsh. I should have declined to respond. So she lives under a rock? Well, like we were talking about last week, she, well, this is either bullshit, this is either an excuse, right? I'm sorry, I Uh shouldn't have said that. Or, yeah, she's dangerously out of touch because she commented on it, and obviously I didn't agree with her position, but it means that she is kind of tapped into what's going on in popular Mm -hmm. culture and society. But this, if this is true, which we have to take her at her word, she doesn't know what's going on, which is even that's even worse. Plus, I don't I barely aware of its incident or purpose. Then why the fuck would you comment on it? Why would Katie Couric, the hard-hitting journalist, when she asks you the question, why wouldn't you just go, uh, I gotta be honest, I don't I'm not real can you tell explain to me what the purpose mm-hmm. you know, like ask a question. Um, You're a Supreme Court justice. I'm gonna call Tom Furley. Tom oh. Furley. What's what's his number? Matt Dylum. And it's all about book sales. Say it again. Tom what? Tom Foolery. Tom Foolery. And it's all about book sales. Justice Ruth Ginsburg wrote her own book coming out soon in my own woods. Yeah. Do you It's real- for book sales. Book I sales. Mean, well, the interview is for book sales, but yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine that she has some kind of publicist that's like, you know what would be great? Shit talk Kaepernick. <laughs> people people eat that up. Uh, I Yeah. I mean, that's what she was doing in the interview, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to sell some books. I have a feeling. I think it'll be all right. Um, anyway, good. Look, good. Colin, stay strong. For people that aren't here, I got the black power fist in oh, the air right now. Oh, God. Um, no, you know what I mean? But I think, I think it's good that she comes out and says that. It's irritating that she didn't know what the fuck she was talking about when she said it, but I think that kind of validates our response yes. to it, you know? Uh, this next story is very scary. You, you want to go ahead? You want to lead it off? Yeah, it turns out that somebody cut Sandra's internet access in L. Ecuador. Yeah, well, in the embassy in London. On Wednesday, Ecuador confirmed that it has temporarily cut off internet in its London embassy, disallowing WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange uh, access to published material over fears he's trying to interfere in the U.S. presidential election. It is being reported that the U.S., through John Kerry, pressured Ecuador to make the move 
Excuse me. Oh, God, that's terrible. We should probably even cut that out. Raspberry lime, polar seltzer. I'm very thirsty. I had some French fries before we began the good program. Good save, good save. And uh, now I'm having some raspberry lime, polar seltzer. It's delicious right to the last drop. This is the quote from, the, from Ecuador. This is their okay. statement about this. Then we can talk about it a little more. Ecuador respects the principle of non-intervention in the internal affairs of other states and had to cut off the inter- uh, and had cut off the internet access available to Assange because in recent weeks WikiLeaks has published a wealth of documents impacting on the US election campaign. Excuse me, Ecuador reaffirmed its promise to safeguard Julian Assange's life and physical integrity until he reaches a safe place. So they're still going to let him stay there, but they've cut off the internet access. Initial thoughts on this, Joey? I think it's bullshit. Why? Well, He's just a human being who, who's trying to put the information out there. He believes that individuals... Is that true? Do you believe that? Yes. You think that this is all just good faith, this is just information I'm putting out, there's nothing to do with the timing, it has nothing to do with anything against Hillary Clinton. I'm just asking you questions, because I, I, I have a point I, of view on it. I, I honestly don't know how long he's been sitting on some of this information. Yeah, I, well, okay, we don't know. Is there any way to find out? Because if he's sitting on the information, then he picked a perfect time. But also, you have another three weeks... Or right. anything could happen. Well, it, it was rumored last week or the last couple of days that he had something devastating that he was sitting on. Has it come out yet? No. <clears throat> Obviously not. Um, the day before election? No. You kind of need a few, like 72 yeah, hours to soak it. it in, right? Well, this is the point. Do they turn the internet back on? <laughs> if they don't, he can't do anything. So he'd have to he get somebody to come there. He it to somebody else. He's got a cell phone. Well, Okay. I don't think that's exactly how it works, but I can guarantee he can get those documents out. Well, this is not going to stop. Listen, here's the here's the point. I do think I'm a huge supporter of WikiLeaks. I think it's very important to get information out there as long as it's not uh, damaging personally to somebody. Just in terms of like, it doesn't serve a public good. Is essentially what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Anything that that is in the public interest. I think it's important to be out there. I think secrets about what our government is doing in our name is important. Um, and if the gov- and that's the job of journalists in general. If the government wants to try to keep stuff quiet, fine. I, I guess I kind of understand that that's what the government should do. But there should be no punishment for a whistleblower or for journalists who get that information and put it out. That's the only way we can have a real democracy. Now, that being said, I, I do like Julian Assange. I think he has been largely a force for good. This does seem to me, if I'm just, you know, being honest, Mm -hmm. he is trying to, uh, he, I don't know if influence an outcome. Yeah. What's, what's frustrating to me is I got to believe a guy like Julian Assange would rather Hillary Clinton be president. Yes. Right. I mean, I, I can't imagine a guy that's as intelligent as he is. That's been as influential as he is. That is for, you know, freedom of the press. Like he, there's no way he can look at Trump and go, yeah, that's the guy by default. That's the guy I want to be in office. If I am putting out these leaks to try to fuck with Hillary, the, the, here's the thing though. Mm -hmm. The information I think is relevant. It's something we've been asking for. It's information we wanted. The problem is, did he wait? And is he doing it with that bent? Because then, then it takes out the idea of objective journalism and all that stuff. Also, the question has been raised, where is the information coming from? I have less of a problem with that. If it's real information, if it's not doctored, if they can verify that this is real information, um, Russian hacker, whoever's getting it, I think... That's irrelevant. To me, on for the most part, yes, that is irrelevant mm-hmm. to me. As long as the information is true, like if it's really emails, if they're not doing it 
then then it is what it is. Then it is, you know, like it's fair game, I think. See, the the one thing I get confused. It's a tricky, it's a tricky situation. Yes. And I do understand why Ecuador would do this, which they have that right to do it. Well, the the, the thing I find interesting, uh, is especially if John Kerry is the one who is pushing for it. Well, you know, he's the Secretary the, of State. So. Yes. The United States is trying to set up in cities where you have free internet access, so every individual is entitled to information. The U.S. is trying to do that. How hard are we trying I would to hope do that? So. I don't think we're trying to do that. Okay. Well, that's part of the. Um, God, I can't think of what it is. The the internet like regular regulation thing that we talk about all the time. I can't think of it right now. But anyway, but that's where the Republicans are very much for it and Democrat, it doesn't matter. But the point is they're trying to turn the internet into a utility at a certain point, yes. like water, electricity, or whatever, which I am for. But, but yeah, then you actually make it easier for it to be shut down or, or, or traced or whatever, although they can still do that through backdoors with this, the, you know, the providers and all that yeah. stuff. This is a bit of a different story. I mean, this is a guy who's essentially on lockdown, but he's, I don't know. It is, it's, it's a tough situation because I do, I do see that Assange is clearly there's a political motivation here for him, yes. which I find disappointing only to the extent, not that it's because it's against Hillary or whatever. Although I do think it's dangerous if Trump becomes president. I don't necessarily think this is going to affect it that much. We've talked about it. There's no smoking gun there, but it's dangerous because he should be putting out he should be putting out information on everybody and if he's really only focusing on getting information about Hillary I don't know that to be the then case he's doing a disservice then he's to doing a disservice else. because there's got to be where's Trump's tax returns where all the, where's all this stuff if the, and again it's not like he can go to people I don't think and go hack this find this people are submitting stuff to him but he knows who it's coming from he's just not going to reveal the source not to mention if the Russians are like hacking everybody I'm pretty sure they would love to hack the crap out of Donald Trump no, because they want Trump to be – that's the, that's the point. That's, that's the interference in, in elections. They put out all this Hillary stuff hoping that Trump gets elected. And the reason why the Russians are doing that is because Trump has all these business ties to Russia. And they know that if he's in office, they'll be able to have you know, a, a, a different relationship with Trump than they would with anybody else. Or they know that he's a fucking rube who's unqualified and we can really, enter a four-year real dangerous – cold to potentially hot war, which we're already seeing happen, you know, as a proxy through Syria and, and different places around the world. So, you know, we're in a weird situation and, you know, I'd like to see Assange just put out information in good faith, I guess, as opposed to what appears to be politically motivated. But once again, I, I generally support WikiLeaks and, and the idea of getting that information out there. Uh, any final thoughts on that, Jay? No. Okay. This comes up in the debate a little bit, and I think I have a clip about it, so we can talk about that, too. Um, all right. Let's do a little update here about Aleppo, quick, and Mosul, because obviously Aleppo has been coming up a, a lot. And it comes up in the debate. So far in Aleppo, over the last three, four weeks, 358 civilians have been killed, including 100 children. Uh, there's millions of people going to be trapped um, in that city as fighting intensifies there. I have a quote from Bashar al-Assad who says, you have to keep cleaning this area and push the terrorists to turn. Cleaning's a dangerous word. That's, you know, genocide, ethnic cleansing. It's not great. You have to keep cleaning this area and push the terrorists to Turkey to go back where they came from or to kill them. There's no other option. Aleppo is going to be a very important springboard to do this move. What we've been seeing recently during the last few weeks and maybe a few months is something like more than Cold War. 
I don't know what to call it, but it's not something that has existed recently because I don't think that the West, and especially the United States, has stopped their Cold War even after the collapse of the Soviet Union. So, essentially, he's... It sounds very cold. Like, it's just cold. Well, he's killing his own civilians, gassing them. I, I he's, know, but... F- um, yeah. He's a dictator, horrible person. The problem is... What we can't do? go after him because... Well, that's... <laughs> What do you do about it? Now, the people that he's talking about, the terrorists, are these anti-government forces, including, amongst others, the Free Syrian Army, which is a number of multiple rebel groups mm-hmm. that comprise that. They all kind of claim that flag, but it's not very clear exactly who all of these groups are. And the former Nasser Front, which is an al-Qaeda offshoot. So these are like the main people that are, that are attacking in Syria. Um, but it's extremely complex. Um, He's attacking the Kurds. There, there, there's so many different things. ISIS is there as well, but supposedly Assad's supposed to be going after them, but he's obviously not. He's going after these rebels. Turkey with Erdogan, he's supposed to be going after ISIS, but it seems like they're pushing this war against Syria, so mm-hmm. they're not going after ISIS. So it's an extremely complicated thing there, not to mention there's all these civilians and children. It's a horrific humanitarian problem plus it's a proxy war between russia iran a little bit turkey's involved the united states so it's a very very precarious situation it's a power keg it seems like much more is going to happen there and this is what i caution about and it comes up in the debate trump you do not want at the helm because he doesn't know how to deal with this and there's a clip there's a two-minute ramble from the debate about syria and he really it's Frightening to think that because this is real. Yes. A lot of this stuff gets in the abstract when they start talking about, like, what's your plan for Syria? But, like, people are getting killed by their own government every day. Children, people are starving. They're not going to school. The entire place is rubble. It's a disaster. I mean, it's it's truly a disaster on every level. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely dangerous to have Trump as somebody that would have to deal with that. On the other hand, Hillary is a war hawk. And I worry that... She says now she's not going to put troops on the ground. Now she's going to swoop in and save the day. How, though? That's the problem. What do you do? You take out Assad. Now you've. What's Russia going to have to say about that? Is Russia going to get involved? Are they going to defend? Are they going to violate the airspace that we're trying to, to, to hold up? Or are we going to create safe spaces for these people? We can't rebuild the city. We can't do anything with these people. Nobody here has an appetite to take in refugees. So you're talking about a really, really complicated scenario. And the problem is. The problem is mm-hmm. maybe the best thing to do is nothing other than go in in some kind of covert level, only humanitarian, really push that aspect. But then you're kind of ceding a point in the Middle East to Russia. It's a, it's a very complicated situation. Now, this is not the conversation that you hear in the debates. It's overly simplified. It's not something that I think is going to be solved probably for a decade. I mean, this is a, a serious problem. Um so, okay, that's the update I wanted to give there. Right, I have a question for you. Go for it. What was Chris Wallace's point by pointing out to Trump that a, a, a Pella, Aleppo. Aleppo, thank you, hasn't fallen? To me, it makes sense when Trump says it's fallen. Like, no, well, that it's means in shambles. It's, that means it's everything over. Everything is... It's over. Oh, it's over. It's not over. <laughs> there's millions of people there. There's still, there's still potentially a cleansing coming from the president of that country Mm -hmm. it's a it's not over in any way this is a this is the next big problem in the middle east i mean it is the it is a problem in the middle east right now but i'm saying this is a thing that will dominate geopolitics for 
years. So someone's approach and the to the situation is different if it had fallen by now. Yeah, well, if what is that? Well, first of all, it's a very it's an oversimplified way of putting it, and okay. we'll get into this obviously when when we hear the clip. But to say a place has fallen, that means the rebels have lost the person that's in charge or whatever the the city has been taken over, and that's it. So now we're done. But we're not. That's not the case at all. No. There's still much more to come here, and you also don't want to see this power vacuum. That's the other problem. We saw it in Iraq. You take Saddam out of power creates a power vacuum. You disband the Republican Guard, his his army. And other and they tribes all be- fight. Yeah, and they all disappear, and they become parts of insurgent groups in other places, and in some instances become part of ISIS and Al-Qaeda and whatever. Um, and there's a power vacuum, and that's what really leads to an ISIS being there, um, you know, out of Afghanistan or whatever. So if you take Assad out, who are you going to put in? You're going to put in an American... Uh, fiat government you know what a puppet regime that's not going to sit well with russia no and you know it's not that easy and it never works that way to arm rebels which is part of the argument i think if you're going to arm anybody to the kurds but the kurds are outnumbered there um you know i mean but do you see what i see see how many different things we're talking about that's in 10 minutes that we're talking about and i have really a very basic understanding of what's going on there and trump has none trump has none he has basically probably the same amount of information as like i if i got an intelligence briefing i'd have the same amount of information that trump does like he doesn't know what's going on there hillary does know what's going on there do i trust her judgment maybe not but she's the only one that really is running that's capable of probably handling the situation so that's where we are and the, and the scariest thing is there was really no right way to do it because you're screwing well, over somebody well of course and and you know a lot of Republican commentators, not a lot, but some certain Republican com- commentators, S.E. Cup, who's, uh, you know, the, a pretty, I was going to say famous, but whatever. She's a pretty well-known Republican commentator. She's like, this is the humanitarian, uh, this is dis- despicable that we're not getting involved. Well, I, I agree to an extent, but what, what are we supposed to do? I mean, yeah. other than humanitarian aid, I, I mean, I don't think we should be mixed up in this conflict because we're about to get on to the next thing. In Mosul, we're... Uh, the Iraqi Prime Minister Haider al-Abadi proclaimed, the hour has come and the moment of great victory is near. I announced today the start of the heroic operations to free you from the terror and the oppression of Daesh, which is the, the Arab way of saying ISIS. We will meet soon on the ground of Mosul to celebrate liberation and your salvation. They're go- we're entering Mosul now. So now the U.S. is part of a coalition force is going into Mosul to try to take the city back from ISIS. Now, wait, well, let me just put yeah, the, yeah. the facts on, then we can talk about it. That is their last major stronghold in Mosul. So this is really, this is going to be the all-out fight from ISIS yes. because this is the last dying breath. I've read that there's an expectation they will use chemical weapons, they will use anything they can to scratch and claw and try to stay around there. Uh, the Iraqi general Sirwan Barzani says that Mosul will be one in two months, which I don't, uh, I don't know about that. And then Abu Baker al-Baghdadi, who is the leader of ISIS and who Hillary Clinton has said she wants that to be the target of how she would go after ISIS. Uh He is in Mosul. So if she's saying that, if she's saying that that's her strategy, I don't think we're going to be fucking out of Mosul in two months. You understand what I'm saying? If this guy's saying we're going to be done with Mosul in two months, we'll be able to take the city and all this stuff, why, why does Hillary think that Abu Bakr al-Maghdadi is going to be there still? Where's he going to be? Maybe they have uh, a, tr- a tracking on him. 
Well, okay, but my, my point being... Maybe he's got no place to go. My point being, if she's making him a, her the central figure of her attack mm-hmm. on ISIS, ISIS is probably isn't going to be finished in two months. See, so this is... So again, so my point being... So okay, Iraq, ISIS is there, but they're also in Syria. It's, this is a volatile part of the world, and this is exactly what Cheney cautioned against before he was in the Bush administration. He's like, no, you don't. You don't. You don't do this. You don't do this in the Middle East. It's a, it's a hornet's nest. You can't go in there. Well, he did. And this is the situation we're in. And they could, the Republicans and Trump, this is an important point, could talk all they want about it. It's like, well, Obama pulled troops out of Iraq and blah, blah, blah. The, the status of forces agreement was agreed, was failed to be, you know, renewed under Bush. And you had to get troops. What are we going to be there for 30 fucking years? Like, it's insane. But this is a Bush administration problem. And I got to be honest, I don't know how well the Obama administration has done in some of these areas. Diplomacy. They keep sitting down with Russia to try to create a no-fly zone. Not a no-fly zone. A, um, Safe a ceasefire. Yeah. It hasn't happened. They keep pulling away from the table. Meanwhile, every day, people are dying. You got to do it. This has to be a fucking major priority, and I feel like there is a bit of a uh, lack of diplomacy there and I, I don't know if that's because of Russia or because some of the other actors in, in this conflict or if it has to do with John Kerry and, and some of the stuff mm-hmm. the Obama administration is doing but this is a major problem do you know what scares me in that quote when he puts the word salvation because when I hear salvation I think of religion and, well, yeah, and I think religious. that's something that we have to be extremely careful about well look the United States <sighs> Wants, oh my God, I can't think of his fucking name. Oh, Al Maliki, the, the original prime minister of Iraq. Mm-hmm. We picked him. He was vetted by the CIA. He was vetted, vetted by the FBI. But we think, we've talked about on the show, there's been reports that he allowed ISIS to take parts of Iraq. <laughs> Good job, boys. Then Hader al-Abadi comes in. He's not a guy that the U.S. has propped up, but he's somebody that has popular support, and he's more of a, more of a secular leader than um, Al Maliki was. But religion's always going to be a... Um, a factor when it comes to who's running countries in the Middle East. It just is going yeah. to be a factor. So that's, you know, that's another part of it too. Because even if you get somebody in office, there's a Sunni and then he hates the Shiites, it's like, or vice versa, or whatever it, it is. Or Kurds and you got this and that. It is it is a, like you said before, it's a powder keg, but it's it's so many different factions involved that to just say, well, this is how you do it. We do it quick. You're, you're delusional and you're lying. You're, you know, you're just oversimplifying a problem that might not have a solution, which is also, you know, or it has a solution, but it's certainly, it might not be in the United States grasp to, to do something about that. That's something that people in this country don't want to hear either, where it's like, we can't do anything about it. We can't stop this. We can help the people there. But we don't want to help the people there because as soon as we talk about bringing them here, it's like, they're terrorists. Yep. So there you go. I mean, it's all tied up. Any final thoughts on that? We've got to find a way to help them. Yeah, well, uh, it's humanitarian. I mean, that's how you're going to do it. The only thing I could think of, but it would never happen in today's world, would be you set up the no-fly zone. and well, every- What does that mean? Okay, so you set up an area where everybody actually goes and meets a representative of each party involved, even if it's ISIS, each party involved, and they... We don't negotiate with terrorists. And and maybe it's not a negotiation, but it is a committee of grievances. It's going to be a negotiation. And we say that we realize that everybody here might fight to the last person, and we don't want that. 
Well, we don't want that. They don't like us. And the bigger picture, like you just mentioned about religion, this isn't the prize. What comes after this is the prize. So they're yeah. not really worried about fighting to the death. That's not a concern. And especially when you're in a place where it's an extremely desperate situation. You're not eating. Your kids yeah, aren't no getting an education. What the fuck? You know, what do you, what do you have to live for other than this cause that you're fighting for? You know, and that goes across the board in a lot of these places. So that's, you know, another big issue. All right. Ready to move on here? Yes. Dakota access pipeline protests. Protests have continued in North Dakota. Protesters continue to get arrested. Actress Shailene Woodley, Joey, hmm. uh, was arrested and charged with trespassing for attending a protest. Amy Goodman, the journalist and host of Democracy Now!, who's a fixture, uh, you know, in like independent journalism, she was charged with rioting. And trespassing, but those charges were later dropped. With a cell phone, right? She was wieting with a cell phone. I don't know what she was doing. This is the worst one. Document, uh, documentary filmmaker Dia Schlossberg. She is facing 45 years for conspiracy of theft of property, theft of services, and tampering with or damaging a public service. She was on site filming a documentary, and they arrested her as well, saying that she was somehow part of what the protesters were doing, even though she's just there documenting it. Um, and she faces 45 years in jail. So you tell me what the fuck's going on in this country and what's going on with corporate interests and who really runs this country when you can get a journalist who didn't do anything. Is there documenting the protest, which is a right of every American citizen to have to protest, and she faces 45 years in prison? Well, obviously, Chris, there was no First Amendment, and she's trespassing and creating a disservice to these corporations that cannot create money because she is preventing them. From doing well, such. that's what it's all about, right? And this Dakota Access pipe, Pipeline, who, who's, how, how much jobs is that going to create? How much money is that going to create? Aren't we moving away? Aren't we sure? 3.8 billion, I believe, is 3.8 billion. What? Yes. Dollars is the cost of the pipeline. The apparently. cost of the pipeline. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I can't imagine that that would make more than that. It's a lot of oil from Canada. I mean, a lot of oil. Yeah, but we should be moving off of that. Plus, the damage, we, we know this, the damage that can be created by a spill, yes. by an accident, by any of this stuff. Um, man. But at the end of the day, the corporations get all the benefits, and no matter what happens, it's going to come out of the taxpayer's pocket, and you know that. Well, the cleanup does. That's yeah, the problem. The fuck-ups come out of our pocket. Yes. The, the profit goes into the pockets of the people that are building the pipeline, which is always, um, you know, that that's always the situation. We talked about this with Daniel. He talked about yeah. it where they're, they're getting, they're kind of finding ways around you know, instead of instead of saying it's one massive pipeline, they're saying they're building a bunch of different pipelines than just connecting them and all this shit. So there's, there's always a way around it. But the big problem here is people are protesting and getting arrested, fine, but being charged for 45 years for journalism? That's, yeah, don't do it again. And who do you think, what side do you think Donald Trump would, would side on here? Uh, this is a guy whose main position is eminent domain. Yeah, let's just take over land. Well, he would have two positions. He would have a private position and he would have a public position. And his <laughs> public position is media bad. Yeah, well, his that's private. It would be corporation make money. Yeah, of course. Well, media bad is, yeah, but that's him, you know, trying to get to his Trump News Network and all that stuff. We talked about this, I think, maybe off the air. Um, last we did week. mention it about the, uh, the Trump Network. Well, and yeah, well, that, but I was going to say about the eminent domain thing. I'm oh, watching yeah, yeah. The, uh, this documentary about New York. New York, a documentary film. It's terrific. It's very long, so it's taking me a while to get through it. But he, 
in it, Robert Moses is a guy who's like an urban planner and one of the most influential people in, in Manhattan at the time. And, you know, he was all, all for eminent domain. He would just evict people. Um, you know, and it really talks about how it destroyed urban or minority neighborhoods because, you know, generations were just uprooted and all the connections and all the relationships that were there were were displaced and then they were put in these, you know, uh, urban housing developments and it led to a lack of community and all this stuff mm-hmm. and really played into it. And you can see that Trump is influenced by that. And Trump is in this documentary, by the way. Oh, He's in it for really? a second. Yeah, just talking oh, about okay. like building and stuff like that. But you can see where he's influenced by that early New York style of eminent domain and just, you know, the city was more important than the people that were in the city, essentially, for some of these people. It's for the planning. public good, Chris. Well, okay, but you can see where Trump is really influenced by it. It's very interesting watching this. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Thank you. Got anything else to say there? Not on that, but I'm excited. What are you excited about? What you're going to do now. Yeah, we, uh, we're going to get into a 2016 update and obviously the debate notes in a second. Um, but we're sponsored today, Joey. Uber. First time sponsoring the podcast, and we really appreciate it. We've all taken jobs to earn extra cash in our lifetime. I, on occasion, will take a graphic design job, do a little logo work, clean up a photo, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We've all been there. I've got a better way, and Uber has a better way, that you can earn extra money on the side. It's so much easier today, like I said, thanks to Uber. Uber is the ultimate side hustle, Joey. Driving with Uber is a new way you can earn extra cash whenever you want. It's not just another J-O-B. It's a U-B-E-R. How about that? It's a totally flexible way to earn. You can turn it on and off just like your car. If you have a few spare hours here and there, drive with Uber. Have you ever wanted to be your own boss? I bet you make a great boss. Drive with Uber and you are your own boss. If you're driving right now, you should be earning right now. I'd do it, but I got to be here doing the Mandatory Sam's podcast and producing a bunch of the other programs. But I certainly love taking an Uber ride. Let me tell you this. Well, I'll get back to the copy in a minute, but let me, let me just point this out. I've had a number of really good conversations with Uber drivers. I was coming back from Hoboken one night. It's kind of a long trip back to the Upper East Side where I live. It was like a 40-minute ride. Talking to the Uber driver, extremely friendly guy. We're talking about Game of Thrones, Lost. We just got into this whole conversation. It was a lot of fun, you know, at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And if you're a social person, you feel like you could pick up some extra cash, go be an Uber driver. Why not? People appreciate it, and it's a great service. Every day is payday when you drive with Uber because you can cash out any time with instant pay. That's nice. You need a couple of bucks, going on a hot date, jump in the car, pick up a couple of fares, now you got your money, cash out. With instant acts, uh, with instant pay, Cash out your earnings up to five times a day with no minimum amount required. That's amazing. Here is what I want our listeners to do. If you enjoy earning extra cash, if there's something special you'd like to buy, your car uh, your car can start making you money. So go ahead, get your side hustle on. Sign up to drive with Uber today. Go to uber.com slash drive now. That's uber.com slash drive now. U-B-E-R dot com slash drive now. Give it a shot. All right, Joey, pretty good. So that's nice that we're sponsored by Uber. I, I, yes, I like it is. that. It means we're growing. It, thanks to the Samsonites listening to the podcast. Go to iTunes, guys. Leave a r- nice rating, comment, subscribe on there. That, that really helps the show, actually. And then the more, you know, look, if you sign up for Uber, fucking tell them Mandatory Samson sent you because that would be amazing. Nice. That would really help us. Ready to do a 2016 update, you son yes, of a I bitch? Yes, I am. 538.com. We're going to do a quick, I mean, quick. Is yet 99% yet? 
He? Hairpiece? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I meant, is Hillary at 99% yet? Hillary's at 87.3% yeah. chance of winning this election. Trump is at 126 Oh, God. Um, I don't think there's any reason to go any further than that. I mean, you know, we're going to get into the debate in a little bit. I do have a fun Obama clip, though. Would you like an Obama clip, Joey? Is it about him whining? It is. Play it. This is uh, the reigning defending president of the United States, Barack <laughs> Obama, uh, talking about Donald Trump the other day. I have never seen in my lifetime or in modern political history any presidential candidate trying to discredit the elections and the election process before votes have even taken place. Which is true, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's insane. And it's also, I mean, I get into it in the debate, but the, it, it, this is an extremely dangerous thing that Trump is doing. It's very dangerous to the uh, just the concept of democracy, which I got to imagine most people still believe in that, like as a as a pure idea. Yes. Okay. It's unprecedented. It happens to be based on no facts. You start whining before the game's even over. <laughs> Obama's kind of <laughs> taken this tact recently, where he's just like. You believe this fucking idiot? <laughs> That's yeah. perfect. He's hey, so close to being routine. done. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit. It's a little bit of stand-up. Yeah. He's riffing. If, 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 if whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else, then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. But, but the larger point, oh, though, he might as well have just unfurled his giant dick right there because he, he points to the white house he's got his legs crossed a little bit Obama's just chilling on the podium man he is uh, the guy right next to him is doing the same thing you he, do realize that the- i'm just saying he's pointing the way he doesn't have the stones for this job obama he might as well smoke a cigarette obama looks very relaxed yes but the people who need to hear that are not going to hear that i don't give a shit fuck those people okay it's only 40 percent of the people who are going to be voting is, is that the actual number, 40%? I'm going to think it is 40%. Matt, can yeah. we get a little research done on what percentage of voter-aged or voter-eligible people will vote, theoretically or historically? I, I want to emphasize here is that there is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even, you could even rig America's elections. That's a fair point. I mean, unless you're the Diebold, um you know, voting machine. Go check out the documentary Hacking Democracy. It's extremely uh, disappointing. Oh, I so, thought you were going to go with if your name was Chad or something. Well, that's a whole fucking different story. But uh, go Hacking Democracy. Highly recommend that documentary. Uh, I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. No. Oh. Nice. I like that. I mean, that's a sitting president being like, oh, fuck your mom. That's so dumb. You're so dumb. You're so annoying. You know, Obama, extremely dismissive. But he shouldn't be super dismissive because there's a lot of people that are going to 100%. Vote for him. Well, no, not even vote for him. There's people that agree. There's people mm. that do think that the – you know, and to a certain extent, does he mean literally they're rigging the election by counting votes wrong? No, I don't think that's – He's implying that, but I don't know if that's exactly what he means. He means because of the media's complicity and complicit, you know, they're 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 complicit in helping Hillary. That's what he's saying. I mean, he's right to an extent that the media is not good, but it's not helping her more than it's helping him. They're they're getting the same scrutiny, you know. Yeah. He's just a terrible candidate. That's the problem. Matt, we got anything there or no? Uh, 
Not yet. It's surprisingly hard to find this on Google quickly. <laughs> Just give me a little let me know. J- jump in if you want. Uh, all right. Ready to get into this debate, Joe? Yes. Tell people how this situation worked. And, uh, you know, I took less cl- clips. I mean, we got maybe eight clips here. Okay. I, I, can't, I can't do it. Chris puts himself on lockdown, shuts off all media, any source of information that would come to Chris. Twitter's off. Facebook, off. Everything, off. And he watches the debate in privacy, and he jots down notes that are tweetable, uh, postable, and he saves it for us. And here we go. Yeah, I, I, said, I didn't look at any TV or anything. I said I was fidgeting with my iPhone. I was trying to set it up. And uh, yeah, I just watched the debate and took some notes. So here we go. First comment that I'll make, Trump says the set quote, the Second Amendment is absolute is under absolute siege. No, no, it's not. He believes if Hillary wins, we will, quote, have a Second Amendment, which will be a small replica of what it is now. Okay. Trump's justices will be pro... Oh, yeah, they're talking about the Supreme Court. Trump's justices will be pro-life, a conservative bent, protecting the Second Amendment, and they will interpret the Constitution the way the founders interpreted it, which is lunacy because the founders gave us mechanisms by which we could change the constitution of the United States. So obviously they wouldn't have put that in there if they wanted us to interpret it exactly the way that they had interpreted it. It's a living document. It's supposed to change over time, but this is a religious argument, which I think we've talked about on the show. The idea of like, it's perfect the way it is. Well, no, that's the Bible was written by people. The constitution was written by people and they could not have foreseen Twitter or the type of guns that we have or cars. So, you understand? Yes, it's a different time. Yeah. But the internet is a thing that the, they didn't foresee this dum dum running for president. That is true. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something. I was, but you went on for one second too long and knocked it out of my head. As soon as it comes back to me, I'll. All right. We got a lot of stuff flying out here. Matt's doing information, research. You're, you're trying to remember something. All right. Should I go to the first clip? Yes. This is Trump on Roe versus Wade. It's abortion, obviously. Damage to the Second Amendment. Well, let's pick up on another issue which divides you and the justices that whoever ends up... I thought Chris Wallace did a pretty good job. i got to be honest. I think he was nice. I don't think you need two moderators. I think that's a factor also. Mm -hmm. It should be one guy or woman. It doesn't matter if I'm saying one moderator. Let let him run the show. I think he did an okay job. It came back to me. The uh, the thing I was going to say is the interesting thing about Trump, though, was he already released... Who would be his Supreme Court justices' picks? Yeah, the, no, he released a list of twenty people yes. that potentially could be. Okay, of have course. you done any research into those I haven't twenty people? Because he's okay. not going to be president. No, I, I don't need to. He says he wants people that are like Scalia. They're going to be conservative and they're going to be pro-life. I don't want any of those people to be on the court. And that's not the hardest thing in the fucking world. You, you don't think every Republican, every one of them, have that same list? I'm sure. How many people are really qualified to be a Supreme Court justice, number one? And number two, they're not going to nominate somebody that isn't that way. Correct. Winning this election of points could have a dramatic effect that there, and that's the issue of abortion. Right. Mr. Trump, you're... I, I, I really hate the fact that we're still talking about abortion. Abortion will always be an issue. Here, in Dumbland, Dumbland, we should cut that. Uh, in in <laughs> Stupid America... Oh, no, you don't actually have to put a mark. No, I'll leave it in. The people know that I sometimes bomb. I'll, I'll put something out there. It wasn't funny. Um, but you know what? I, yeah, here it is. In other countries, they go, yeah, we allow abortion. Sure, done. And that's the end of it. I, I would, I, I've even said I would understand 
after seven months, six months, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I get where there could be compromise where it's like, all right, I mean, now you've allowed this fetus to grow it. I mean, now it's turned into a, it's a baby at this point. You know what I mean? Like it's poor little baby, but it's, you know, you understand what I mean? There, there's a certain point where I can get, get behind it, but what's that point? Well, I don't know. I'm not a, I, I don't know. You're I'm not a Supreme maybe, Court justice? Maybe six months or something like that. Okay. But but anyway, but that's not where this is going. Yes, I know it's, it's not. It's where very it's frustrating going. that that's uh, because Trump is going to push it to the very last day before birth. Because I, I, I missed, that's what everybody's thinking. I missed a FaceTime call from my uh, future sister-in-law. She was going to show me the dog Mabel, my little niece. Pro life, but I, I want to ask you specifically: Do you want the court, including the justices that you will name, to overturn Roe v. Wade, which? In- Includes, in fact, states a woman's right to abortion. Well, if that would happen, because I am pro-life and I will be appointing pro-life judges, I would think that that will go back to the individual states. But I'm asking you specifically, would you if like to... If they overturned it, it'll go back to the states. But what I'm asking you, sir, is do you want to see the court overturned? You've just said you want to see the court protect the Second Amendment. Do you want to see the court overturn Roe Well, if we put another two or perhaps three justices on, that's really what's going to be, that will happen. And that'll happen automatically, in my opinion, because I am putting pro-life justices on the court. I will say this, it will go back to the states and the states will then make a determination. They, uh, yes. The Supreme Court is the, Love the, the land. The ultimate arbiter. It goes from the states to the Supreme Court. That's how we got to Roe versus Wade to begin with. They want everything to go backwards. It doesn't make any sense. And then they also, in the same breath that they're saying, well, I want the states to decide, when it comes to legal marijuana, well, no, it's federally illegal and we'll enforce it. Well, okay, how do you square that fucking peg you idiot that that's like it's so ideologically inconsistent it's so frustrating yes i i mean matt what do you got over there anything uh which one the so for the oh well, what do you got you're doing double the research uh, let me hear i was just looking over looking at uh age of vi- uh, viability for fetus as well while you're over there oh sure please let's do uh, it so like voter turnout has been on uh so the last few elections have been like in the mid fifties. Okay. So fifty percent of people that are eligible. So it's like fifty five, fifty four in the last one, uh for turnout, fifty eight in the two thousand eight election for Obama. Okay. Uh and you got the kids out there. Yeah. Uh they're saying like this could be uh, I think primary date voting was up this year, but not up to two thousand eight level. Right. For all those exciting statistics. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. So uh, somewhere in the fifty fifty to fifty five range, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Fifty five is a high end. And in terms of uh, fetus viability, yeah, uh, from uh, twenty to thirty percent of babies born at two, uh, twenty-three weeks of gestation survive. What's twenty-three? I hate when people do that. Well, how many months is that? It's four divide, divided by yeah, four. Yeah, divided by four, Chris. <laughs> I can't. No, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> six weeks. Six. Six months. Six. No. So, like, really low survival rate at that point. Uh, Fifty to seventy to survive twenty-four to twenty-five weeks, and ninety percent survive twenty-six to twenty-seven weeks. Say that last one again. Uh, 90% of uh, children born at 26 to 7, 27 weeks uh, survive. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's uh, all right. Okay. I mean, I, I, sorry, I can't do the math in my head, Joey. I apologize. So okay. figure it out. Matt, from now on, never, ever give me weeks. Figure it out. Do it in months and then get back to me. It's, pu- it's about five, five months and three weeks. All right. So let's say, six let's months. start at six the, months. Six so, months. The, 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 next, yeah. the next time that uh, gestation periods come up, I'll make sure to do no, it. I never, I just whatever's going to be the <laughs> easiest thing. Yeah, I can't do it. Because I know a kid is born in nine months, but I don't know how many weeks that is. 
It's 36, right? <laughs> okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Everybody should just stop listening to this podcast. They're like, this fucking re- dummy can't do math. All right. That's uh, why you have an iPhone 7 for. This is why, I mean, I went into a creative trade. I can't, I can't do math at all. Uh, Trump fancies himself a renegade cowboy when it comes to immigration. Have strong borders. We have to keep the drugs out of our country. We are right now, we're getting the drugs. They're getting the cash. We need strong borders. We need absolute. We cannot give amnesty. Now, I want to build the wall. We need the wall. Did he really? Did he really say the wall again? talking about the wall. Jesus Christ, man. Hillary lands a nice jab on him about this. Christ. ICE, they all want the wall. We stop the drugs. We, we shore up the border. One of my first acts will be to get all of the drug lords, all of the bad ones. We have some bad, bad people in this country that have to go out. We're going to get them out. We're going to secure the border. And once the border is secured, at a later date, we'll make a determination as to the rest. But we have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. <laughs> we got some bad hombres here. We're going to get them out. What the hell is Trump talking about? Is this a fuck? Is this a tombstone? What are we watching here? Ombres? Is he crazy? I think that's derogatory term from Mexicans. It I think feels that's what that he's way, going but for. I can't be sure. Hillary on border security. She lands a nice jab on Trumpy at the end here. I think it's an idea that would rip our country apart. That's, ex, you know, deporting mm-hmm. 12 million people. Yeah, you're correct. I have been for border security for years. I voted for border security in the United States Senate. And my comprehensive... Joey, say border security three times. Fast. Border security, border security, border security. All right, I thought it'd be harder. ...of immigration reform plan, of course, includes border security. But border, I want to put... Border security. <laughs> like listen, listen, listen. You can't make jokes about uh, sound clips if you don't have a soundboard. You have deprived me, again, of a soundboard. Our resources where I think they're most needed, getting rid of any violent person, anybody who should be deported, we should deport them. When it comes to the wall that Donald talks about building, he went to Mexico, he had a meeting with the Mexican president, didn't even raise it, he choked. Oh, Hillary Clinton, I like that. He went to Mexico, didn't even bring it up. He choked, he's a choke artist. That's great, they start calling him the choke artist. Mm. And then got into a Twitter war because the Mexican president said, we're not paying for that wall. So I think we are both a nation of immigrants and we are a nation of laws and that we can act accordingly and that's why i'm introducing comprehensive immigration reform within the first hundred days with a path to citizenship all right i mean again you might not agree with everything hillary clinton says or whatever but she is cogent (laughs) she definitely is going to do something she's going to have a plan you might not like that plan but she's capable of executing one and i do not believe that uh Donald J. Trump over here is able to do that. Do you know what's going to be an added benefit now that I think about it, about November 11th? What? You're going to have a... November vi- 11th? I thought the election is the 8th. The 8th, excuse me. November 8th. I like 11th. It sounds better. Well, it's a Tuesday. Anyway, for November 8th, they're going to have old reliable Hillary Clinton who's had a track record of 30 years and you know exactly what you're getting. That is somewhat comforting in a massive catastrophe Oh, absolutely. That sure. is uh, a Well, that's why she's going to win. Yeah. Of course. You know what you're going to get with her. With this guy, he's a fucking wild card. And the only people that are into him are, you know, sitting at the bottom of the pool now with a plastic bag over their head. Uh, <laughs> no, those were undecided. So never mind. Okay. This is a clip. Don't listen. If you feel suicidal or you feel depressed, please contact somebody. It's not, it's not a laughing matter. 
<laughs> they argue about Putin. Uh, off an earlier question about open borders and a pivot from Hillary about WikiLeaks putting out hacked Russian documents. This is about a two-minute clip, so this is one of our longer ones. Well, and went after ISIS. That would be good. He has no respect for her. Putin. He has no respect for our president. And I'll tell you what, we're in very serious trouble because we have a country with tremendous numbers of nuclear warheads, 1,800, by the way, where they... You know how many you need? Six. One's too many. No. I'm just saying, you don't need thousands. I'm just saying, four, five. How many nuclear weapons do you think you're going to detonate? All of them. It's a chain. It'll create a chain reaction. Yes, and all the countries are set Mutually assured destruction. Banded and we didn't. 1,800 nuclear warheads, and she's playing chicken. Look, from everything I see, has no respect for this person. Well, that's because he'd rather have a puppet as president of no the United puppet, States. No puppet. And Wait it's for pretty it. clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear. Uh, you won't you're the puppet. You call me a puppet. You're a puppet, puppet. Don't admit no, that the, the Russians have engaged in cyber attacks against the United States of America, that you encouraged espionage against our people, that you are willing Which to- he did do. Let's not pretend that he didn't ask Russia to find stuff on her. He did. He publicly did it. He publicly did it. Yes, he, he committed did quasi-treason it. in public, yeah. But that just, that is par for the course, so that sort of went by the wayside. But that really happened. It sounds like bullshit coming out of her mouth, but that's Can really that happened. Do us a favor and find us the exact clip No, we already listened that. to it on here. We I know, heard, but I just no, want right. to refill that he publicly okay, did it. Okay, go back. It's four, five episodes ago. To spout the Putin line. How would Matt find, if Matt finds it, he'd have to come over here and plug this into... Okay, fine, I'm sorry. I didn't think about the logistics of it. List. No, you never do break up NATO, do whatever he wants to do, and that you continue to get help from him because he has a very clear favorite in this race. So I think that this is such an unprecedented uh, situation. We've never had a foreign government trying to interfere in our election. We have 17, 17 intelligence agencies, civilian and military, who have all concluded that these espionage attacks, these cyber attacks, come from the highest levels of the Kremlin, and they are designed to influence our election. I find that deeply disturbing, Secretary and Clinton, I think it's she time. She has no idea whether it's Russia, China, it, or anybody I am else. Not- I'm going to get really close to the microphone, and you don't know. Quoting she has myself, no idea. I am quoting Hillary, you 17, have no idea. 17 intelligence. Do you doubt 17? Our, our- of course I do. Why wouldn't I doubt them? I don't believe anybody else's facts or logic. Of course I do. He needs 25. 25. Not funny? Okay, fine. Play the clip. <laughs> that was funny. And no civilian idea. agencies. Well, yeah, he'd I rather it. believe I Vladimir Putin than the military and civilian intelligence professionals who are sworn to protect us. I find that just so, absolutely... So, she doesn't right. like Mr. Putin Trump. because Putin Mr. has outsmarted her at every Mr. step Trump, of the way. I, I, Excuse I, me. I, 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 Putin has outsmarted her. Mr. Trump, in Syria, he's outsmarted her every step of the way. Cut his mind. Ask some questions. Yes, and I would like to ask you this direct question: The top national security officials of this country do believe that Russia has been behind these hacks. Even if you don't know for sure whether they are, do you condemn any interference by Russia in the American election? Say no. By Russia. Well, I want to say you think no. he's going to say no? 
yeah, yeah, or anybody else. You condemn their interference. Of course I condemn. Of course I can. I don't know Putin. No, but that's not what anybody <laughs> asked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Putin. I have I'm no idea. I never met death. Putin. This is not my best friend. But if the United States got along with Russia, wouldn't be so bad. Let me tell you, Putin has outsmarted <laughs> her and Obama at every single step of the way. Whether it's Syria, no, you name it, missiles. Name one other one. Yeah, oh, missiles. Missiles. Oh, okay. Take a look at the startup that they signed. Okay, all right, well, whatever. He, he just we get the point. We get it, okay. This is Trump on the women that have accused him of sexual assault. Trump gets a laugh at the end of this. Bad. Hold on, go say something, Jeff, because... Uh, this is probably part of what I missed, but... The oh, only... really? This is towards the end, though. Towards the end? Oh, okay. Go, j- just play it. I'm sure. Tr- hold on. Uh, okay. Here we go. ...that did it, just like if you look at what came out today on the clips, where... I was wondering what happened with my rally in Chicago and other rallies where we had such violence. She's the one in Obama that caused the violence. They hired people, they paid them $1,500, and they're on tape saying, be violent, cause fights, do bad things. Can you believe, like, this is a man that is running for president. He's going to finish in second place this year. Mm -hmm. He's saying that the current, the sitting president of the United States... And the next president of the United States paid people $1,500 to go to one of his rallies and start fights. But he has video of it. But do you understand how, how preposterous that is? As long as he has video of it. Not that there's not agent provocateurs at different events, things like that. But the, 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 do you, you think Obama's just sitting around? He doesn't have anybody in Chicago or wherever the rally was that could come up with that on their own. No, it's it's Obama himself yes. and Hillary Clinton doing that. Yeah, they That's went out idea. and they got special people and they sent them to the rallies. It's to be disruptive. Insane. This guy and the thing that really scares me about him cuz I don't think he's going to be president, but the thing that really scares me about him getting his own news network is how are you going people trust what comes out of the TV. And he's up on TV, he's on TV, he's up on stage saying this shit which he's finding online, who knows where he's getting this information from, and he's just putting it out there, and there's a big percentage of the country, 40% of the country. That's going to believe it. That's going to believe it. And it's going to be incredible to see the bullshit that comes out of whatever news network he starts, if that happens. It's going to be extremely, it's already difficult with Fox and you know MSNBC to a lesser extent, CNN, to cut through all this bullshit. Throw another one in the mix. Throw another one that is truly not accountable for anything. Not that these news networks have to tell the truth. There's no provision that they have to do that. They can lie all day. They're not obligated to tell you real information because it's not really news. It's entertainment. And this guy He's has king of the entertainment. Yeah. He has no obligation to, to tell you the truth. He's not, he's not an honest broker. He's not doing it for that reason. Let him finish here. I would say the only way, because those stories are all totally false. I have to say that. Oh, about and the sexual I didn't assault. even apologize to my wife, who's sitting right here, because I didn't do anything. I didn't know any of these women. I didn't see these women. These women, the woman on the plane, the woman, I think they want either fame or her campaign did it. And I think it's her campaign, because... He, tr- Trump is now saying that the 10 women that have come out accusing him of some kind of sexual assault, mm-hmm. after tape came out of Trump saying that's what he does. Yes. Hillary's fault. Yes. These women just want fame. 
All the Cosby women, they're just, they're just in it for the fame. Mm, no, Cosby did it. Trump There's didn't. so many ways of getting famous that don't involve being like, I got molested by a billionaire. Like, what, what do you think they're going to get from him at this point? Uh, he's the screen one that, time. He's the one that brought it up. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves being on TV admitting that they were assaulted. Yep. Yep. That's historically the case. When I saw what they did, which is a criminal act, by the way, where they're telling people to go out and start fistfights and start violence. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> right, so he says he knows how stupid it is. He's going, it's a criminal act. So you're saying that the sitting president and Hillary Clinton, the next president, committed a, a criminal act by doing this, but nobody, nobody noticed. No, nope. no, no, no. Nobody gonna, sees it going on. No, of course not. He's, this guy's the truth teller, and the rest of everybody just doesn't know what the fuck's happening. It's really crazy that's and why he's big, the only one who can fix it well yeah of course and there's a big percentage of people that really be- believe it which is even worse and i don't know what you do about that situation in particular in chicago people were hurt and people could have been killed in that riot and that was now all on tape started by her i believe chris that she got these people to step forward if it wasn't they get their 10 minutes of fame but they were yeah. Old. Again, everybody loves being famous for being the chick that Donald Trump fingered on a on a plane. Like, do you understand? Do you understand what kind of crazy? Yeah, what kind of craziness is that? Totally, it was all fiction. It was lies yep. and it was fiction. That's what we'll say about your campaign ten well, years ago. Well, at at the last debate, we heard Donald talking about what he uh, did to women, and after that, a number of women have come forward. Uh, saying that's exactly what he did to them. Now, what was his response? Well, he held a number of big rallies where he said that he could not possibly have done uh, those things to those women because they were not attractive enough for I, I did uh, not say to be that. assaulted. I did not say that. In fact, he went on he to say... Her two, her two minutes, sir, her two minutes. But he, did he, not it, say it, that. It's he, her two minutes. He went on to say, uh, look at her. I don't think so. About another woman, he said, that wouldn't be my first choice. He attacked the woman reporter writing the story, called her disgusting, as he has called a number of women uh, during this case. So you're telling me that at a certain point, he said that he wouldn't do it because she's not attractive enough. But the fact that he's willing to do it at all, nobody sees a problem with that? Wait, what? Say it again? Not the fact... That she wasn't pretty enough. Right. But the fact that he would be willing to do it at all. Well, that's the... Because that's, that's what that's implying. That's what's insane about it. It's an insane thing to say. Yeah, I mean, maybe if she was a nine, I would have r- raped this woman, but she's ugly. That's right. That's exactly. That's crazy. And that, he did say that. That's not bullshit. Because that's... He tweeted it or whatever, but he, he made the point of like, look at her. Come on. <laughs> like, it's okay to rape hot chicks. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's well, just objectifying. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So it's beyond objectifying. And then, it's and, silly. And, and then no woman no, wait, wait, who's wait, wait. a Republican just... Well, I'm sure there's some women. I can't leave that hanging there where I go, it's not objectifying. It's silly. It's disgraceful. It's absurd that this guy would... That that's even something that goes by the wayside. Like, wait, what, why not phrase the question? No, and I don't know. I don't know specifically Republican women that have come out against Trump. Matt, maybe we can get a little research on that. I'm sure Susan Collins has had something to say, but she's liberal more from Maine. She's yeah. less conservative. Uh, why wouldn't Chris Wallace come back and go, Mr. Trump, you've essentially said 
that you wouldn't have sexually assaulted one of the women that accused you because she's not attractive enough. Well, how hot does a woman have to be for you to want to sexually assault her? Let's get an answer to that I, question. Because yeah. that's what that's the opposite, right? Yeah. She's not hot enough for me to do the bullshit sexual assault that I've done with these other women. Yeah, so how hot, how is hot she, does she have, have to, be? to be? Campaign. You know, Donald thinks belittling women makes him bigger. He goes after their dignity, their self-worth, and I don't think there is a woman anywhere who doesn't know what that feels like. So That's a powerful argument. This is a powerful argument. And that's why this is devastating for him to come out. Because if she wins women, it's, it's over. over. <laughs> and she's going to win women. She already had a huge base there. But I think this, this spans uh, all cultures, all colors. You know what I mean? This is women are women. They, 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 they understand. They've all had experiences that a man simply wouldn't have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's powerful for her to say that, I think. Now, no what Donald thinks and what he says and how he acts toward women. That's who Donald is. I think it's really up to all of us to demonstrate who we are and who our country is and to stand up and be very clear about what we expect from our next president, how we want to bring our country together, where we don't want to have the kind of pitting of people one against the other, where instead we celebrate our diversity, we lift people up, and we make our country even greater. America is great because America is good. And it really is up to all of us to make that true now and in the future, and particularly for our children and our grandchildren. Mr. Trump, nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Just because you say it doesn't Nobody make it true. Oh, please, everybody. Fucking bastard. We and watched that whole clip. Frankly, Mr. Trump. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Nobody has more respect. Please, he gets laughs in the audience when he says that. Do you understand what kind of crazy position that puts him in? He says, I have nobody's more respect for women than I do. And people go, oh, yeah. That's, yeah, it's that's telling. Good. Have fun with that. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's, I mean, at this point, how could you... Look at the guy and think, yeah, yeah, he's, he's great with women. He said he'd fuck his own daughter if she wasn't his daughter. You know what I mean? That's it's like, not it's what he said. What he said? He said he, he, he would date her. Well, he said more than that. Da- dating and uh, he said involvement of sexual intercourse are two totally different things. <laughs> not in my world, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, Trump is asked about the rigged election. He ends up saying Hillary shouldn't be allowed to run. This is extremely dangerous rhetoric. Hillary responds, solidly gets applause, and then Trump gets applause, of course, because we suck as a populace. Mr. Trump, I want to ask you about one last question in, the, in this topic. You have been warning at re- rallies This recently. is the fourth to last clip. We've got three after this. I'm not counting, brother. I'm just letting the, the people know. In case they're, try, you know, they're going to work or they're going to get coffee or go on a date. Wink, wink with Ivanka. You know. That this election is rigged and that Hillary Clinton is in the process of trying to steal it from you. Your running mate, Governor Pence, pledged on Sunday that he and you, his words, will absolutely accept the result of this election. Today, your daughter Ivanka said the same thing. She's so beautiful. What, a, what, a, what, what an ass on her. I want to ask you here on the stage Have you seen the pictures? You're rolling your eyes, but have you seen the pictures of them together? It's weird. Yes. It's weird. Listen. He said a lot of weird shit about her. He's proud of his 
specimen of a daughter. Well, that's and look, half and his she genes. is beautiful. That's half his no genes. question. I, I think Ivanka is stunning. Hey, Matt, we got any of these Republican women coming out against Trump or anything? I mean, there's a really long list of people who Republicans have come out against Name Trump. Name four so. women against the sexual assault, you know. Well, we have uh, Kelly Ayotte, uh, senator, uh, senator from New Hampshire. Right. Uh, Your neck of the woods over there. Barbara Comstock, representative of Virginia. Okay. Uh, Carly Fiorina came out against her. Oh, a horse face, wow. right? Horse face. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is that Trump you're quoting? Yes. Okay, she's a lovely woman. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a whole list. There's, All right, that's I fine. Just keep going on. There's... Do me a favor. Grab a couple of the things Trump has said about Ivanka and then get back to me on that, too. Cl- yeah. <laughs> Do you make the same commitment that you will absolutely, sir, that you will absolutely accept the result of this election? I will look at it at the time. I'm not looking at anything now. I'll look at it at the time. What? This is dangerous. This is very dangerous. A guy who's running who will finish second in the voting. Mm-hmm. I'll decide whether I thought the election was rigged, you know, once I see the results. You have to see the results. Well, what do you think the result's going to be? <laughs> he's going to win. You think he's, yeah, exactly. And then he thinks he's going to win. Yeah, he, I don't think Chris, he thinks that. He I swear that. to you, he thinks he's going to win. I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe. You're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I can't. He can't. Somebody but. with his ego has already won the election. I guess. I mean, he's out of his mind if he thinks that's going to happen. But, but anyway, okay. But this again, this is extremely dangerous. This is bad. The peaceful transition of power is everything in a democracy. And I understand there's flaws in the democracy. We've talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But by and large, it works. The system works. And the again, accepting the result, like Al Gore, after a while, he was like, "All right, I got to do. Like, this is not good for the country. He had to stop." Can I tell you something? It doesn't matter if he accepts it or not. He's not going to have a leg to stand on. It's that's, irrelevant. That's, Everyone will just count it. Really? Because Absolutely. Then, then how is he keeping a 40% base, Joey? How is he getting 40% of the country? You don't think a percentage of those people, 30%, even if it's 10% of the people that vote for him, mm-hmm. think that the election is rigged? That keeps going. Those people don't live in a vacuum. They have children. They have the internet. They have all this stuff. That information spreads. And it's before you know it, you're well, you're talking the entire end of Joe, the this is a long culture? game. It could be 300 years from now. I'm just saying this is where it starts. This is the problem. And then if it keeps going, every election cycle, you get 20%, 30% of people that think the election is rigged in a way that it's not rigged. They're not focusing on the real ways that elections in this country are actually rigged with the corporate influence and all that stuff. This is a dangerous precedent. This is a dangerous person on stage, and it's dangerous. This is the stuff he's putting out there, period. I've seen what I've seen is so bad. First of all, the media is so dishonest and so corrupt, and the pile-on is so amazing. The New York Times actually wrote an article about it that they don't even care. It's so what does di- that mean, that the New York Times wrote an article about it they don't even care? What? About what? Dishonest. They're dishonest. They poison the minds of the voters, but unfortunately for them... I think the voters are seeing through it. I think they're going to see through it. We'll find out on November 8th, but I think they're going to see through it. But, sir, there's a... If you look, excuse me, Chris, if you look at your voter rolls, you will see millions of people that are registered to vote. Millions. This isn't coming from me. This is coming from Pew Report and other places. Millions of people that are registered and be registered to vote. So they're dead. Skip there. They're saying they're dead and they're registered to vote. Um, Before you play that again, do you know what would be really interesting? If we got a, like a third grade teacher to break down Trump's sentences with the noun, predicate, verb, and all that, oh, there is about a- how crazy of a, like nonsensical shit he's saying. There's there is video. There is a video that breaks down actually on YouTube. Breaks oh, yeah? down like 
kind of his speech patterns and how it's sort of like hypnotic in some ways. Like he does some interesting things with what he does with verbs. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it's online. You guys can find it. Go ahead, Matt. So yeah, uh, a while back, uh, when being asked if, about Ivanka possibly posing in Playboy, he said, I don't think Ivanka would do that, although she does have a very nice figure. I've uh, said if Ivanka wasn't, weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. That's the same quote. That, yeah. That's the a, nice figure's okay, but all right. Dating. Keep not going. fucking. I mean, uh, like, I mean, this is all old. Yeah, old come stuff, on. But, uh, I want to hear some. And, uh, how, and Howard Stern at one point, he said that his daughter had the best body. Okay, uh, that's weird. Apparently in 1997, he would, he would ask, ask people if they thought his 16-year-old daughter was hot. That's a little on the creepy side. Sure. He asked people if he thought the 16-year-old daughter was hot? Well, yeah. When, when Ivanka was 16, he would ask people. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, uh, there's more out there, but all right. Thank you. And he, uh, okay. Let's just continue with this. Mm-hmm. Let me just give you one other thing. So I talk about the corrupt media. I talk about the millions of people. Tell you one other thing. She shouldn't be allowed to run. It's cru- she's, she's guilty of a very, very serious crime. She's not. They did a fucking investigation into it. She is not guilty of anything. Okay? Maybe hubris. Maybe bad judgment. She's not guilty of something, but this is the shit that he just keeps peddling out that'll just be nonstop on his fucking news network and that people that really hate her and will always support whoever runs as a Republican will believe. And it's not true. It's internet stupidity that he just keeps peddling on stage. Nobody corrects him. It's fucking false. I don't like Hillary. I don't want her to be the nominee, but she's going to be president. And she didn't do anything criminal. They investigated her. I, I do have a question, then. So if she didn't do anything um, questionable or No, illegal, I didn't say she didn't do anything okay. questionable. I if, said she didn't do anything criminal. Okay, if she didn't do anything criminal... There's a criminal, fucking huge difference. Why did... I could, I could dip a banana in ketchup. It's questionable. It's not illegal. Why did Bill meet with the... Uh, because he knows, because he's a former fucking president of the United States. What do you think? It's coincidence? Do you think, well, fuck coincidence. It's not illegal for him to meet with somebody in power. It's not illegal as a former president of the United States. Again, questionable, not illegal. Of course, he can go on and talk to Loretta Lynch. Why wouldn't he? He has a meeting. They're on the tarmac. He goes on, he talks to her. Do you think in that 10-minute meeting, he was like, he convinced her? Like, th- this is the stupidity of it. In that 10 minutes, he's on the plane with her. He conv- They were going to convict Hillary, but Bill went on there. And he, he silver, you know, talked to her, silver snake or whatever, fucking tricked her into not. It's he just, played the saxophone. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And this is what's on TV. This is the guy that's running for president. Primetime TV. Primetime TV. infuriating. She should not be allowed to run. And just in that respect... You shouldn't be allowed to run. You should not be there. I say it's rigged. Because she but, should but, never... Chris, she should never have been allowed to run for the presidency based on what she did with emails and so many other but, things. But, sir, there is a tradition in this country, in fact, one of the prides of this country... Oh, right. This question was about, if you don't win, will you say that the election mm-hmm. was fair? ...is the peaceful transition of power and that no matter how hard-fought a campaign is, that at the end of the campaign, that 
the loser concedes to the winner. Not saying that you're necessarily going to be the loser or the winner, but that the loser concedes to the winner, winner. and that the country comes together in part for the good of the country. Are you saying you're not prepared now to commit to that principle? What I'm saying is that I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Well, okay? Chris, let me respond to that because that's horrifying. Yeah. You know, every time <laughs> right. Donald thinks things are not going in his direction, he claims whatever it is is rigged against him. Uh, the FBI conducted a year-long investigation into my emails. They concluded there was no case. He said the FBI was rigged. He right. lost the Iowa caucus. He lost the Wisconsin primary. He said the Republican primary was rigged against him. Then Trump University gets sued for fraud and racketeering. He claims the court system and the federal judge is rigged against him. Uh, there was even a time when he didn't get an Emmy for his TV program three years in a row, and he started tweeting that the Emmys were rigged against Should have gotten it. This, this is a mindset. <laughs> All right, it's, it's good timing. It's, it's funny. Uh, but you know what I mean? But, like, that, this is all true, though. Yes. That this is, this is how Donald thinks. And it's yeah, you know, It would have been amazing if she knew what won one of those years and was like, I actually like Modern Family, and then just went back to what she was saying. Oh, that yeah. would be fucking great. Funny, but it's also the amazing really race. Trailing. And and, okay. and that's how you know she didn't get the questions beforehand. Right. Ugh. She could have slipped. Well, she wouldn't know that. It, but that doesn't mean yeah, she no. didn't know the question. But I, I get what you're saying. Man, that would have been great if she just fired back with like, I actually like Survivor. That is not the way our democracy works. We've been around for 240 years. We've had free and fair elections. We've accepted the outcomes when we may not have liked them. And that is what must be expected of anyone standing on a debate stage during a general election. You know, President Obama said the other day, when you're whining before hold, hold, the game is folks. even hold on, finished, folks. it just shows you, you're not up to doing the job. And let's, you know, let's be clear about what he is saying and what that means. He is denigrating. He's talking down our democracy. And I, for one, am appalled that somebody who is the nominee of one of our two major parties would take that kind of position. I think what the FBI did and what the Department of Justice did, including meeting with her husband, the attorney general, in the back of an airplane on the tarmac in Arizona, I think it's disgraceful. Why? What is disgraceful about it? It's it's the, like, these people that think that the government is fucking rigged and everything's rigged against them, why would they do it in the... Just right out in the open. You don't think if a, if fucking Bill Clinton wanted to talk to Loretta Lynch, he can't get on the phone with her, or he can't point. secretly show up somewhere? Like it's so stupid. It's just so dumb. Conspiracies have played out better when it's right in front of you. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe because maybe nothing fucking happened. That's why they did it. Because it was nothing. And guess what? They got away with it butthole if you think that it was rigged they got away with it so you can say she shouldn't be running she is she's gonna win i think it's a disgrace all right i think we've never had a situation uh, uh, hold, so hold yeah, on, the, the crowd this, fucking class. this doesn't do any good for anyone let's please no it continue. doesn't it's giving me a fucking ulcer is what, what it's doing three clips left trump on what happens when isis is eventually out of mosul this is an unreal i teased this before an unreal two-minute ramble. You ready for this shit? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. And this this is what's this like on top of the other shit, this is extremely disqualifying. Political track. 
Mr. Trump said, and I don't show a lot of her answers because we know what her answers are. We've yes. heard her talk about it. I mean, I do have some other Hillary stuff, but it's, you know. If we are able to push ISIS out of Mosul and out of Iraq, will, would you be willing to put U.S. troops in there to prevent their return or something else? Let me tell you, Mosul's so sad. We had Mosul. But when she what? left, when she took everybody out, we lost Mosul. Now we, we've lost, Mosul's been taken and given back and taken and given back like five times. This will be the fifth time, I believe, that we're trying to take Mosul back. So it's not like because we pulled, we had it, it was a palace, it was peaceful, palace, a paradise, peaceful. Like, there's been issues. Go ahead, Matt. What? And clearly Hillary was the, now has the power to withdraw troops. I thought that yes. was, I thought there was oh. a president's trip. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> yes, yes. As Secretary of State, yes, she was able to just unilaterally decide to pull the troops out. Yes, thank you. Great point. So, question. So, if we know Donald Trump has been getting the... Uh, the, the, the intelligence briefings. Yes, yeah. th thank you. The intelligence briefings. And he doesn't like memorize or realize or take account for anything he's heard during those briefings. Right. Isn't that an issue? Well, sure. Yeah. He said a couple of times, like, no, I didn't learn anything new. Okay. Oh, okay. You, you just know. I, okay. No new information. You've gained nothing from these intelligence briefings. Okay. Fighting again to get most problem with Mosul and what they wanted to do is they wanted to get the leaders of ISIS who they felt were in Mosul. About three months ago, I started reading that they want to get the leaders and they're going, they're going to attack. God, why wouldn't he have been like, name one? Be like, who's the leader of ISIS? Oh, God, that would have been awesome. Mosul. Whatever happened to the element of surprise? Oh, this shit again. This shit is so stupid. Once again, it's not like... Let me, let's put it in this term, mm -hmm. okay? If you're a fugitive from Vermont, okay? You're in Vermont. You commit a crime. You escape prison, whatever. You're a fugitive. Is it easy for you to go from Vermont to California? No, it's going to be hard. Well, why? Because people are going to be out looking for you. Your face is going to be plastered everywhere. Okay. Same idea. ISIS doesn't control all of Iraq, or all of the Middle East, there's a few places they can go. And obviously it's not the same as the United States surveillance-wise and, and, you know, all that stuff. But Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is not going to be able to just leave Mosul and just go wherever he wants and be – like, it's a kooky thing to say. I hate this argument. It's idiocy. But this also speaks to, a, a, I think, a, a group of people who probably don't have anybody in the military or don't know anybody in the military, what he's about to say, and they go, you're damn right. Like, they act like they know what's going on, but they don't. Okay. We announced we're going after Mosul. I've been reading about going after Mosul now for about, how long is it, Hillary? Three months? Why don't you not, why do you talk about building the wall then? It, it, you know, like, how come you're saying anything? Couldn't the Mexicans leave Mexico now? <laughs> you're, you're talking about building a wall. Well, maybe, I, how come they're not all streaming over the border right now? Didn't you tell them what you're going to do? Maybe they'll take all the dirt away so you can't put, like, yeah. <laughs> These people have all left. Yeah, they're all, all left. The element of surprise. Douglas, MacArthur, George, Patton, spinning in their graves when they see the stupidity of our country. So we're now fighting for Mosul that we had. All she had to do was stay there. Now we're going in to get it. Yeah, all we have to do is just stay in Mosul with how many troops? Sure, yeah, let's leave 30,000 troops there. We'll just hold Mosul forever. That is such illogic. He was against the war in Iraq, supposedly, although mm -hmm. obviously we saw that he wasn't. But, like, how could he possibly be advocating that for the fact that we should have stayed in Iraq? He's 
gonna say whatever he wants. It's just ideologically. It's They're just woods, though. That's, yeah, but, that's the other problem. He has immunity. He can say whatever the yes. fuck he wants. Yes, that is the problem. And that's what I worry about with the news network. And because, again, there's a percentage of people in the country that hear things and they go, yep, and even though it's based on nothing, illogic, it's just, it's very dangerous. But you know who the big winner in Mosul is going to be after we eventually get it? And the only reason they did it is because she's running for the office of president. In oh, the, the only reason we're going, yeah, yeah, the only reason we're going into Mosul is because she, Hillary's running. Sure. Yeah. Wow, is he, cr- I mean, it's really insane. I mean, it's like a child's imagination about what a presidency is. They want to look tough. They want to look good. He violated the red line in the sand. And he well, now made- he's talking about Assad. Assad's in Syria. He was just talking about Iraq. He doesn't have a map in Mosul's front of him. Mosul's not in Syria. He doesn't have a map in front of him, so he's just pawing at straws. But, that, but he did this in the last debate. Nobody pointed it out where he was talking about Aleppo one minute, and then he was talking about Mosul, but like they're in two different countries. And Chris Wallace is not going to call him out on this No, either. Wow, that's great. I didn't even catch that last night. He just completely started talking about the yes. red line in, in, in Syria. Yes. Uh, so many mistakes. Made all mistakes. That's why we have the great migration. But she wanted to look good for the election. So they're going in. But who's going to get Mosul, really? Uh, the Great Migration, I guess he's referring to the refugees. They're coming from Syria. They're not coming from Iraq. He, he's just... There are refugees in Iraq, shit, but, they're, but they're in the desert. Chris, he's spewing shit. There's no logic behind it. I just know, but it's talk. just so fucking frustrating, man. It's so frustrating. Just let him talk. We'll take Mosul eventually. By the way, if you look at what's happening, much tougher than they thought. Much, much tougher, much more dangerous, going to be more deaths than they thought. But the leaders that we wanted well, to get are all gone. We, we didn't even attack it they say, what do we need this for? So Mosul is going to be a wonderful thing, and Iran should write us a letter of thank you, just like the really stupid, the stupidest deal of all time, a deal that's going to give Iran absolutely nuclear weapons. Iran no, should I, write... You done? I, I'll look at the last two clips. It, the, the, I mean, I guess we talked about it last time. It's like the Iran nuclear deal literally prevents them from getting nuclear weapons for 10 years like a hundred percent it's a good it's not he, a bad deal. he doesn't deal in facts yeah but he it's deals just, in what he feels like at that moment but he is the he is a microcosm of right-wing hysteria yes and it's so troubling that he that he's here doing this on set because it validate he hears it mm-hmm. from like the farthest extremes of the right these just false narratives just will say anything be political nothing is factual everything is kind of up for debate he gets that and then he embodies it on stage and spits it right back at those people and so they're just reaffirming each other's ideas please god let there be more people that are not in this camp than there are in this camp. Because if there are, we're fucked. He's a microphone. He's a mega microphone. He's a feedback loop is what he is. There's yet another letter saying thank you very much. Because Iran, as I said many years ago, Iran is taking over Iraq. Something they've wanted to do forever, but we've made it so easy for them. So we're now going to take Mosul. And you know who's going to be the beneficiary? Iran. Boy, are they making, I mean, they are outsmarting. I, look, you're not there, you my decision, but you were there when you took everybody out of Mosul and out of Iraq. You shouldn't have been in Iraq, but you did vote for it. You shouldn't have been in Iraq, but once you were in Iraq, 
You should have Sir, never left the way. The point is, the two big winner is going to be Iran. What the fuck, man? I, just, I, I don't even know. It's two minutes. That was two minutes. That's not, it was more than two well, minutes. Well, we stopped it because we were talking, but that is two minutes of just inane babble. It's just not nothing. Trump is challenged on what he said about Aleppo. And the, oh, yeah, we got to watch this. We got to watch this one. This is the second to last clip. We might as well do it. This is because this is, again, they wait till the end of the debate to talk about foreign policy and when people are yeah. fucking done. They Everyone shut pitches. off the right. TVs already. Right. Uh, Trump is challenged on what he said about Aleppo in the last debate. Then Hillary is asked about no fly zones and what she'd do if it were violent. This is important stuff. Into Aleppo. Because this is one of the main reasons I'm not in favor of Hillary Clinton. You know, I don't trust her foreign policy ideas. And I certainly don't trust this person. He doesn't know anything. Yeah, but congratulations. You get her foreign policy by default, though. Yeah, I know. But, but at least it is a policy. Yes. It might not be the right policy, but it is a policy at least. <laughs> Mr. Trump, in the last debate, you were both asked about the situation in the Syrian city of Aleppo. And I want to follow up on that because you said... Several things in that debate. Which oh, you know what? This is a quick, quick. This is the last, like, real clip. Then I just have a question. Okay. Uh, like, I'll play one of the questions. We don't even have to hear the answer. There's just a reason I wanted to play it. Sir, you said that Aleppo has basically fallen. In fact, there, in fact, there are. It's a, it's a catastrophe. I it mean, is a catastrophe. A, it's like a. It's a I know one thing about the place. It's, it's bad. bad. It is a catastrophe. There are quarter. Have you of seen a, it? Have you seen it? Sir, Have you seen what's happened sir, to Aleppo? If I might this is what you do when you don't, when you know that you're not going to have an answer to the question. Oh, you berate the moderator? Yeah, you start when the person starts, right, because it's like he's about to ask a question, so you're like, it's terrible there. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just trying to like, ugh. My question. Okay, so it hasn't fallen. Take a look at it. Well, there are a quarter of a million people still living there and being slaughtered. That's right. You and also and said- they are being slaughtered yes. because of bad decisions. If I may just finish here. No. And you also said that ISIS, that Syria and Russia are busy fighting ISIS. In fact, they have been the ones who've been bombing and shelling eastern Aleppo. Right. See, and that's what we said before. They're not fighting ISIS. They are in name, kind of, but that's not what's yeah, happening. They're blowing shit up. Well, they're defending their themselves. Assad is defending himself. <laughs> it is a civil war with diff- a ton of different rebel groups Terrorist groups, ISIS is there. There's a lot it's of agendas going war. Again, on. There's, there's so many fucking different layers to this thing. And, and Trump is, is acting as though it's cut and dry. It is. It's ISIS. And also, you don't really know what his relationship is with Russia. We really don't. So is that dangerous that the United States president have some kind of secret relationship with Russia who is actually backing the Syrian, you know, the Assad regime? Like, it's... Uh, and they just announced a humanitarian pause, in effect, admitting that they have been bombing and shelling Aleppo. Would you like to clear that up, sir? Well, uh, Aleppo is a disaster. It's a humanitarian nightmare, but it has fallen from the sta- from any standpoint. I mean, what do you need, a signed document? Take a look at Aleppo. It is- See, uh, I, I have to admit, the, the stupid boy in me really liked that comment. What would he say? Do you need a signed document? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, but right, but that's no, but that's what's like. But that is what appeals to people. That is that type of like dismissive, like give me a fucking break. What are you crazy? You know, give me a piece of paper. It's uh, okay. So okay, Aleppo's fallen. So I guess we don't have to do anything. So sad when you see what's happened, and a lot of this is because of 
Hillary Clinton. <clears throat> sure. Because what's happened is by fighting Assad, who turned out to be a lot tougher than she thought, and now she's going to say, oh, he loves Assad. She's just, he's just much tougher what? and much smarter than her and Obama. And everyone thought... It's not a matter of being tough or smart. What do you do? I agree to an extent about the saying the red line in the sand is if they use chemical weapons. They did use chemical weapons and we didn't respond. That was a silly thing to say because you can't. What are you going to do? Are you going to fly U.S. aircraft over there and drop bombs? Well, the only one you can blame about that one is Obama because that's what yes. he said. Yes, it was a he mistake. That was a bad unquivocally thing to say. said. Another reason I didn't vote for him. His again, his said that policy. if they used chemical warfare. Which is, you know, weapons. Against its own people, which he did. Which he did. There's proof. He he lied. He he didn't do what he did. He didn't lie. He talked bigger. His mouth wrote a check. His ass couldn't cash. Because he said that, assuming he wouldn't. He did. Assad did. Assad did use those weapons. But again, then what are you going to do? Are you going to put troops on the ground? What are you going to do? Yes. Well, okay. Right. But you only have a handful of options, and he he couldn't execute that. Okay. But he was gone two years ago, three years ago. He aligned, he aligned with Russia. He now also exactly aligned like with Iran, who we made very powerful. We gave them $150 billion back. We give them $1.7 in cash. I mean, Now, cash. remember, this question is about Aleppo. No, it's about whatever the you fuck said Donald Trump wants. You said Aleppo is fun. Wants. Now we're no, just no, going to no, no, ramble no. on. It's, it's whatever yeah. Donald Trump wants. Bundles of cash as big as this stage. We gave them $1.7 billion. Now, they have lined, he has aligned with Russia and with Iran. They don't want ISIS, but they have other things because we're backing, we're backing rebels. We don't know who the rebels are. We're giving them lots of money, lots of everything. We don't know who the rebels are. It's half true. Mm -hmm. We know some of them are, but we're not positive. (laughs) When and if, and it's not going to happen because you have Russia and you have Iran now, but if they ever did overthrow Assad, you might end up with as bad as Assad is. And he's a bad guy. But you may very well end up with worse than Assad. If she did nothing, we'd be in much better shape. And this is what's caused the Great Migration, where she's taken in tens of thousands of Syrian refugees. Who We've taken a couple thousand. Mm-hmm. Probably in ma- not probably who are definitely me- in many cases ISIS aligned and we oh, now that's have this crazy thing to say. Do you see, do you see the illogic here? Syrians who are fleeing the disaster that is Syria, that mm-hmm. Aleppo and those areas, they're ISIS. Yes, but I thought ISIS was there. Why would they leave? They're ISIS. That's where they want to be. No, why would they come here? Oh, to do attacks. Mm-hmm. Wait, that doesn't make like none of it makes any sense. He's just rambling, just saying things. Have them in our country and wait till you see what this is going to be the great Trojan horse and wait till you see what happens in the coming years. Lots of luck, Hillary. Thanks a lot for doing a great job. Secretary Clinton, you have talked about and in the last debate and again today that you would impose a no fly zone to try to protect the people of Aleppo and to stop the killing there. Good question by Chris Wallace coming up. President Obama has refused to do that because he fears it's going to draw us closer or deeper into the conflict. And General Joseph Dunford, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, says, you impose a no-fly zone, chances are you're going to get into a war, his words, with Syria and, and Russia. 
So the question I have is, if you impose a no-fly zone, first of all, how do you respond to their concerns? Secondly, if you impose a no-fly zone and a Russian plane violates that, does President Clinton shoot that plane down? Great questions. That's a great question. That's well put. Right, what do you do? But she's not going to say yes, and she's not going to say no. She gives more of an answer than you'd think. Well, Chris, first of all, I think a no-fly zone could save lives and could hasten the end of the conflict. I am so, okay, well, hold on, sorry. well aware of the really legitimate concerns that you have expressed from both the president and the general. Uh, this would not be done just on the first day. This would take a lot of negotiation. It would also take making it clear to the Russians and the Syrians that our purpose here was to provide safe zones on the ground. We've had yeah, and they're, they're typically, Would you shoot it down? Well, both of those, yes both, or of no? the, both of those countries are typically responsive to that. that why, then why hasn't it happened yet? Had millions of people leave Syria, and those millions of people uh, inside Syria who've been dislocated. So I think we could strike a deal and make it very clear uh, to the Russians and the Syrians that this was something that we believed was in the best interests of the people on the ground in Syria. It would help. Uh, Assad is attacking his own people. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Help us with our fight against ISIS. But I want to respond to what Donald said about refugees. He's made these. Right, so now she goes into the refugee yes, thing. Hillary Clinton will establish no fly zones as president, and we will be in a. I've said it right from the start during the primaries. We'll be in a war in her first four years. Mm-hmm. No question in my mind. No question. Maybe it's time to be in a war. Well, yeah, it's been how many years? Yeah, we got to get back in there. Of course. That's how, that's how this country operates. We are constantly at war. This is the final question. Uh, we're not even going to hear the answer. I just want to... He did a, a good job, but I just wanted to point something out about this question. Move on to our final segment, and that is the national debt, which has not been discussed until tonight. Our national debt as a share of the economy, our GDP, is now 77%. That's the highest oh, since just after World War II. No, because we're spending money on war. Spend it on my health insurance. It's fine. Stop going to these other countries and trying to rebuild them. Chris, you don't need health insurance. You're not sick. I'm going to be. But the nonpartisan committee for a responsible federal budget says, Secretary Clinton, under your plan, debt would rise to 86% of GDP. That's 9%. All right. Okay. DP over the next 10 years, Mr. Trump, under your plan, they say it would rise to 105% of GDP over the next 10 years. Question is, why are both of you ignoring this problem? Mr. Trump, you go first. Well, I said, okay, well, we don't have to get into the yeah. So, but it, it's interesting. And also, I want to point out that all, these analyses often don't calculate the savings by policy changes. They just figure it out based on what we're doing now and if this continues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it does it does calculate a little bit like what their plan is individually, but it doesn't factor in if this was done, if Trump removed the the DEA, not the DEA, the, uh, um, I can't think of it, but, you know, if, if you got rid of some of these federal agencies, th- then, you know, you're saving money. So whatever, it doesn't calculate a lot of that stuff. So it's sort of unfair a little bit to analyze mm-hmm. them that way. But 77 to 86%, I don't have a problem uh, the amount of debt that we run up. That's fine. I have a problem with what we're spending the money on to begin with. I see. Here's the problem it's fate, with it's imaginary debt. numbers. Yeah. Okay. You, you one can claim it's imaginary numbers. I'm claiming fine. It. Yeah. But at a certain point, the debt collector comes. Who? Who's that debt collector? I don't know. No who other it countries is, in the world this, have debt. That is we true. We have that. We have people that you know owe us money. 
That is true, but it's going to come to a point, you can mock my words, where the value of work will be so devalued that there's going to be an international crisis. Yeah, but that doesn't have to do with the debt. It doesn't. It doesn't. Money has been they're two different borrowed things. against. You got to pay back the debt somehow, don't you? It's all imagine. No, I don't think you do. No. When? When would we have to pay it back? So then why are we still even counting it? It's a great question. It's a bull. Look, it's all create. It's all a fake thing. It's all a construct. <laughs> yes, it's a construct. Yes, it's not real. Can you can you breathe money? <laughs> can you Trump eat, can? Can you eat gold? No. So it's it's fake. It's a fake thing. One day we could just go. Ah, we'll just let's just cancel everybody's debt. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I know, but I'm just saying it's it's fake. It's not a real thing. They manipulate currency all the time. We print more money. We lower interest rates. We raise interest rates. Qualitative easing. All the shit. Things. Ha- it's a game. Yeah, and it's not working. And it's never going to. Co- what's not working? Well, apparently, whatever we're doing ain't working. If the government, o- if the country only grows. One percent or whatever. What's it supposed to be growing? That argument's stupid too. What's it supposed to be growing? You're the one that just said Trump. Trump threw out four percent. Yeah, of course. Labor's it's never historic. It's never grown at that rate. I know, but that's what he said. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to have a histor- historically. First of all, only he can do it. Romney said that he would do a number of different things economically. Yes. Obama's achieved all those things, like in the in the last four years, mm-hmm. but we've gotten there. So the economic argument goes out the window unless you start just talking nonsense like trump does where it's like we're going to grow the economy six percent we're going to cut like no you're not it's never historically happened and you're the one that's talking about how jobs labor is devalued all this stuff by 2026 percent of the labor force will be robots how that's a factor of why you can't grow the economy because ah, it's not 1950 problem. and we're not inventing new industries if you want to invest into clean clean energy do some of these things. Uh, we're going to talk about nanotechnology next week. I have an article oh, that's cool. really interesting. Like, that's where it'll happen. Good, Matt. I was going to say, uh, like, the idea, with the idea of debt, there, everyone has the idea, like, oh, we owe other countries. No, the, the majority of uh, U.S. debt is held by American citizens in bonds. It's like, right. So it's like, it's uh, not... So, uh, I mean, it's a lot more... It's a simple... It's easy to throw out the simple figure we owe this much money. But in reality, it's like, it, it's sort of owed to us. We can... Right, so the government has the ability to print money. Yes, and then you get into a whole other deal of a whole other complex economic issues. I'm not quali- qualified to discuss of inflation and all that. No, of and, course, interest rates and all that yeah, stuff. Like that's, but, I don't understand all that, but absolutely no. But you're absolutely right. And again, right? Like, well, okay, so what? What is? What is this? Who's the boogeyman out there that China's going to come and be like, you owe us a trillion dollars tomorrow? <gasps> and what? what you like, what, what's going? What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> yeah, really, the next world war is the last world war. So if that's what it's going to be fought over, then fine. But it was going to be something eventually, yes. in my opinion. So it's, it's fake. It's a fake number. And if there's any massive climate catastrophe, which I noticed they didn't talk about climate change at all, if that happens, the world is going to owe so much money to fix these problems, to deal with all the refugees, the food, all this stuff. Fuck the debt. Because the debt that we're all going to owe each other is going to be unpayable. We're not going to be able to handle that. You were gonna say something. I saw you reaching out. Oh, like I was just gonna say, like, in, like the issue that keeps coming up all the time is the debt ceiling. It's like that's just like how much money we're allowed to owe ourselves, and it's like right, it's which a is weird a st- issue. It's like this every we keep having this manufactured issue of okay, we want to address the debt, so we'll impose this debt ceiling, but then we keep having people want to shut down the government, so we this is 
it's but it's a, a sh- manufactured issue that keeps coming up. 100 percent the debt ceiling is a show it's put on every whatever couple you know year or two and it's just saying like we're not going to have spend over this amount and then and we go over the we amount. go over that amount because we already owe money and there's interest on it and all that stuff so we're obviously going to go over the debt ceiling is just paying off stuff we've already spent we've already spent that money it's already gone you have to pay it if you don't pay it you default on the loan that's the problem you know like ah, whatever all right Good episode, Joey. Great episode. Uh, we're going to come back next week, I think. Absolutely. Listen, guys, if you want to listen to us anytime before next week, soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. You can go on there. You can leave a comment on the track. I respond to those. I like having those conversations. We had a bunch of good comments from this last uh, MSP 100 episode. Uh, you can also go on iTunes, like I mentioned before. You can subscribe to us on there. Leave a comment. Leave a rating. Let people know you like the show. If you do like the show, we really appreciate it. I'm at Man Samp on all social media platforms. Joey's at Joey from Jersey. Jersey is spelled with a Z, J-E-R-Z-E-Y. Uh, Matt, thank you, sir, for doing research over there. Appreciate you chiming in. Thank you. Sorry I wasn't uh, the quickest researcher today. No, that's fine. <laughs> You're doing a good job, man. Um, all right. We love you guys. We really appreciate it. Oh, send us an email at mandatorysamson.gmail.com if you'd like, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> This has been a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. No, we out.